Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's July 7th, 2007. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So when I was a kid, I went to Petra, which is one of just two of the new seven wonders of the world that I've ever visited. And actually, probably my memory of the sandstone facades themselves is less um, from actually being there, because I was about eight or nine when, I, when we went, um, and probably more from like Indiana Jones and the, the Last Crusade. But you might think that Petra seems a weird inclusion in a list that was called the new seven wonders of the world, given that it dates from the first century AD. But it sort of highlights how old and rusty the old original seven wonders of the world world uh, were getting. Specifically, none of them exist except uh, the pyramids of Egypt anymore. So this is the reason why in 2007 they decided, I say they, we'll find out who in a minute, to create the seven wonders of the modern world. The idea was announced in the year 2000, which I think was really a year when Mm. people were having these kinds of ideas. Yes, turn of the century, we've all survived the millennium bug. The way that they did it as well was that this Swiss foundation, unaccountable to any sort of UN or other international or governmental uh, body, just came up with the idea that they were going to do this update. But they were fairly democratic in how they took the uh, nominees. And so they opened it up to the public and in the end got something like 100 million votes were cast online via text message by email, any, any way you wanted to get in touch with them. And they came to this list and, and it was riddled with, uh, with controversy eventually. But there was a sort of democratic underpinning in how they decided that they wanted to come at the question. Let's talk about the list. So there's the Great Wall of China, uh, Petra, as you mentioned, uh, yeah. Chichen Itza, uh, the Statue of Christ the Redeemer, the Colosseum, Machu Picchu and the Taj Mahal. I mean, none of them are crap. Like, it's definitely, it's a solid <laughs> list, isn't it? You can argue, Ooh. it's like all of these lists, it's a talking point, isn't it? It's like when someone says the best film ever is The Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's a kind of ridiculous yeah. thing to say, but it's plausible yeah. that someone would yeah, think it's a that. conversation starter. I mean, I, yeah. it, none of them are crap. I, Christ the Redeemer is a little bit crap. It, it's good, it's but it's not chintzy. as if it's... It's impressive. <laughs> It's chintzy and it's also, but it's not as if it's the only enormous statue that there is in the world. You know, it's, it seems weird that it should have made the cut when so many outdoor seated and non-seated Buddhas didn't make the list. Well, that might have had something to do with the fact that in Brazil, it was the subject of an absolutely ubiquitous marketing campaign. Brazilian telecoms companies advertised free votes for Christ the Redeemer. And Brazilians were even encouraged to vote when they swiped their transport cards. A little message would come up that said, Voto no Cristo, meaning vote for Christ. <laughs> That's an election winner, isn't it? To be fair, in Brazil, if your candidate is Christ, you're going to do well. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue against. There were similar campaigns in other countries, but obviously, and this is kind of one of the issues with the whole thing, Brazil has a very large population. Yeah, if you're not going to try hard, if you're not going to petition, then you're not going to get the votes. I mean, that's democracy, isn't it? I mean, like Britain had an entry in the nomination, Stonehenge. Uh, 
I don't remember wonderful. anyone telling me to vote for Stonehenge. I didn't know this thing happened. Apparently Britain's nomination didn't make it because of, quote, apathy. Um, there wasn't a huge appetite to, to participate in this. So, it, again, it, it also depended hugely on, on what countries were motivated to vote and, you know, and how the, how the, the contest was seen. Also, I th- I'm prepared to say Stonehenge isn't as good as the Taj Mahal. <laughs> can't, we, can't we all be adults? I mean, yeah. I've got a quote here. This is the Australian uh, official on the night that the ceremony happened talking to the observer. Um, he said that the Peruvians had linked government websites to the virtual voting booths. That is the equivalent of being the only candidate to bus your supporters to the polling station. Now, I'm sorry, but the Australian entry was Sydney Opera House. I mean, but that, it's, see, that, it's a nice building. It's not Machu Picchu. But that's the thing, though. How do you quantify wonder, especially in the 21st century? I mean, yeah, the Sydney Opera House might not seem as, you know, seem to have the grandeur or the magnificence of something like Machu Picchu, but the same time i mean building techniques have come a long way in the intervening millennia so just, it it does make you wonder you know is the taj mahal yeah is it wonders wonder inducing in a world where we have the burj khalifa i was i was trying to see, think about what the common factor that united these wonders was and it seemed to me as though the thing that made a wonder a wonder both old and new was pretty largely only with some exceptions that they were pretty useless things you know where so so stuff like an opera house or even the Burj Khalifa or things buildings that were useful you would they don't seem to capture the imagination in the same way for some reason than uh that is the just stuff flagrantly that did. a totemic ego trip yeah or that the real reason for its existence has been sort of lost in the mists of time it's got either not terribly useful or we can't quite remember what it was useful for maybe the Colosseum was useful because it was where you know hundreds of thousands of people and animals I mean, were, were murdered <laughs> I guess that's the thing really though isn't it it's like that kind of pitting things against one another is one thing when Tim Lovejoy does King of the Tin on Sunday brunch but how do we measure whether the Colosseum is better than the Acropolis which by the way going by this list it is well well yes that's how we measure isn't it how many Brazilians <laughs> will vote for it when pushed to by the government um, <laughs> but you mentioned the Acropolis and the Colosseum I have a confession which is of the list of the seven wonders of the modern world decided upon the 7th of July 2007 undemocratically uh, I've been to the Taj Mahal and I remember that one I mean it is mm. spectacular I haven't been to any of the others apart from the Colosseum but I'm not 100% that my memories of the Colosseum aren't the Parthenon in Athens I've definitely <laughs> been to the Parthenon See this is why ordinary people shouldn't have had the right to vote on this I can't remember if I've been because what happened is I went to the Parthenon with a mate the summer before we went to Rome and when we went to Rome the thing that was more memorable than going to the Colosseum if we did <laughs> oh, was the fact that our car got broken into on the beach just outside Rome and then we spent the three days that we were there at police stations trying to get it reported to our insurance company and finding him clothes the thieves managed to steal all of his clothes and none of mine I don't know if that was a comment on my fashion <laughs> <laughs> But it was really difficult because, like, I, I was trying to express sympathy for him. He was really pissed off and spent the whole time going into shops to buy clothes. But at the same time, I was fine and wanted to have my holiday. So I don't know if we went to the Colosseum or not. I'd be more sympathetic to you getting the Parthenon and the Pantheon mixed up because at least they sound the same. <laughs> Whereas, like, the Colosseum and the, and the Parthenon aren't terribly similar, it must be said. Okay, well, maybe I'm thinking of the Acropolis then. I'm thinking of a thing that was like an amphitheatre with, um, you know, columns where people watch stuff. And I'm pretty sure things where people were brought in (laughs) and pitted against each other in some form. 
There was definitely an audio guide, and I've got a picture at it. I just don't know what it is. Coliseum. You reckon we went to the Coliseum? Yeah. Is there nothing in Athens like that? Because I'm sure the thing I remember is in Athens. I feel like if you have a picture, you should be able to identify now where you were. I didn't say if I put the effort in, I wouldn't be able to identify it. I'm just saying I haven't hitherto. Wait, wait, wait. You need to find out what clothes your friend was wearing, and that might help you place it time-wise. Well, the thing that I know to mark the history of that occasion by was the dent in the roof of my Nissan Micro, because we spent so long sitting outside police stations that we started sitting on the roof. Uh, and it created a dent that lasted and is still there to this day. <laughs> Have you been to any of the uh, Seven Wonders of the Modern World, Rebecca? Um, do you know what? When you were talking about the Colosseum there, I was just thinking, I've been to the, I used to live in Rome on my year abroad, so I've been many times to the Colosseum. But the defining time was the first time I went with my friend. We were 18. We went when we were in sixth form together. And um, she's a lovely girl, very pretty, very striking. Anyway, we were sitting and having lunch in a restaurant opposite the Colosseum. And a waiter came over and said, um, <laughs> he said to my friend, oh, you're very beautiful. And she was like, oh, thank you. And he looked at me and said, you must take care of her. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) That reminds me of the time that I was in a a cafe in um, Turkey and uh, the waiter came over to my now wife and me and said to us, well, he first turned to my wife and he said, you, you look like my ex-girlfriend. And he turned to me and he said, and you, you look like Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was right. He was right. (laughs) So, Um, well... Tomorrow. Imagine you're a 10-year-old girl named Matrona living in the Russian town of Kazan on the Volga River. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.